0: Okay, I was trying to give those few minutes of a few seconds of silence for those who edit these. So here we are at Writers Retreat October, after some really fun um, pre-meeting chat (laughs) and uh, having to chase down a member. We're here, and. uh i'm deborah kendrick and we'll go around and find out who you are we're a small group this month which i thought we would be because i heard from a few people that they were not able to 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 attend so that's too bad but um we'll look forward to having them back next week and um uh i'm
1: back i heard you come in well i wanted to make sure deborah
2: it gave me that funny stuff about who was the host when I left it said something about oh. a sign and a lease I want to make sure you're
3: okay are we recording
0: yeah you're like
1: thank you well you should be I got one, says, one of those dialogue boxes on my phone that doesn't mean if you recorded sh- yeah and I had to do the God thing it says
0: recording to the cloud so I shall wait, believe wait. What my computer tells me all right you're the
1: host okay all right all right thank you Larry. all right I'm gone okay sorry to you anyway. Alan good all luck right. with the phone. All right. Thanks. Bye. You're welcome. Bye.
0: Okay. At any rate, um, so first, uh, first of all, before we do introductions, I just want to—the only—I have been really busy the last couple of days with personal stuff, not computer stuff, and so the only um, email that I saw from someone having something to share was from Abby. So Mary, did you have anything or Sally? No. The, okay. The
2: bottom line is no.
3: Okay. I could tell
2: Sa- you the whole story, but no.
3: Okay. Sally, did you Yes. Um I sent something to you.
1: I oh, you think did? I can
3: remember yeah, I think I can remember most of it though. So if okay. I if I falter in the middle, be kind.
0: Okay. Of course. like that okay let's do that you know part of me was going to say well i'll just go hunt it down but i would like to hear you do it i think that would be nice okay so and we're such a small group okay so um uh yeah as i said in my message that i sent out that we would talk about what and how we write and i i really do have some thoughts along those lines that i don't want to talk about that for a little bit. But um, let's give everybody a chance to introduce. So why don't you say who you I know two out of three of you have new news. So maybe three of you do too. So why don't you say who you are, where you are located, and any current writing news you'd like to share? So I'm Deborah Kendrick, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. And as always, I'm on deadline with two articles that are almost overdue. So, <laughs> okay, so um, Mary, why don't you go next? Cause you were last in. Hi, uh, yeah.
2: um, yeah. I'm Mary Highland from Columbus, Ohio. And I don't have any new news. Um, I could share what I shared last month for anybody that missed last month. Right, because the first
0: issue Um, isn't out yet, so go for it, please.
2: Right. I'm I'm a new writer for our special magazine, so I'll be a regular writer. And my column is called The Fitness Cure, and this month's column is called Good for what ails you. And basically, the column is going to be about outdoor activities, keeping fit and having fun at the same time, because being outside is a whole lot more fun than doing exercises in front of a TV or on your treadmill or whatever. And so, that's the whole premise of my my column and I'm and, thrilled thrilled to be able to do
0: this. And your first one will be in the November December issue, right? Is that right? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And um, yeah, and so a little commercial here. Our special magazine is available for
1: 15 15- Uh, from for what, Deborah? I didn't quite hear you. You kind of cut out for how much? Uh,
0: $15, and it is available in hard copy Braille or all the usual downloadable formats that National Braille provides. I apologize, that's my phone. Um, uh, so yeah, you can download it as a Word file or BRF, and um, I've been writing for them too for a while. I don't know, a year, year and a half. And um, my column doesn't have a theme. I think I don't know. I think it's sort of kind of family, but I kind of write about. I might write about you guys if I get desperate.
3: So entertain me.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi. So I well.
1: You just refer <laughs> to me as two
3: two one five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. All right. So, um uh, uh Abby, I know what your news is, so I'm going to have Sally go next in case she's further along in her project. Sally, you go.
3: Okay. Um I'm Sally Rosenthal in Philadelphia, and I don't know if I mentioned to this group last month or not but I have a book coming out by the end of the year did I mention that? Yeah. You, I didn't know
0: the timing
3: you didn't know the timing oh that's fabulous So, um, well it's, it's not that fabulous it's um, something that I didn't intend to write but Deanna um, wore me down and said you need to do this Um, I'm in a small group in the Behind the Rise Critiques, and I don't write for publication. I just write to share things with people. And Deanna said, you need to share this with more people. So um, I collected together about 35 poems, and I think there are eight prose pieces, short prose pieces in it. It's called Peonies in Winter, A Journey Through Loss, Grief, and Healing. And um, I intended it to be for caregivers because I was a caregiver for so many years for my husband. But when I went back and read all the things I had written, it was really about the people, you know, my older relatives, um, friends, you know, people who had made me the person who could be my husband's caregiver and, of course, my animals. Um, so it, it's more like a testament to resilience and survival. Um, that's and that's all I have. Oh. I can't wait. Well,
2: can't wait. Well, Sally, do you know what the cover is going to look yeah. like?
3: Um, the cover is going to be Um, they found an actual picture of a peony with snow on it. (gasps) Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this actually, the title came from um, my husband always gave me flower-scented cologne, uh, Yardley of London cologne that I loved. My favorite was peony, but when he died, um, I had quite a few bottles because he didn't know what else to get. And (laughs) I just I I couldn't open them or wear them. I thought I'd given all of them to my church's flea market. But one day, a miserable, cold, snowy day in February, a year into the pandemic, I decided my whole life was um, utter chaos. So when that gets to be utter chaos, I clean out closets. You know, if I can't order the universe, damn it, I can order a a closet. Um, And what I found... Was a bottle of peony cologne, and it made me think, Oh, you can really find little moments of bittersweet joy if you're just open to them. Um, and that's where the title came from.
0: It's wonderful, I can't wait to read it. Can't wait, it's great.
3: Yeah, I, I decided it was now or never because i'll be 70 next year and i thought if i want to keep writing and adding to this you know i could drop dead and leonore and david are in their 70s and i don't know when they're going to retire so Mm. i thought you know now now or never get it out yeah well
0: for what it's worth i heard an interview of, of the doobie brothers this morning and then found another one on youtube with one of the eagles and those guys are all in their 70s and they're still on stage doing rock and roll. So hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's the new, you know, what I remember that you know when I when I turned 50 everybody said it's the new 30. So I say we yeah. move forward every decade. 60 is the new 40, 70 yeah. 50.
3: Well, I I have I have a very sick joke that when I was 50 I finally lost all my vision. When I was sixty, I was diagnosed with age related hearing loss. And I turned seventy next year and I'm a little worried. Um, I don't have I don't know what's coming. Um, but um Okay. So, well
0: anyway, Sally, congrats. And Abby, it is your turn. All right. Well I'm so excited when I, I gotta say, well, I know your news cuz I saw it on a couple of lists but I want you to share it but I was surprised you didn't send me an excerpt. So go ahead. Entry. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Well, I didn't know I was I was supposed to send you an excerpt. <laughs> um, but it's on my website. Anyway, um this is Abby Taylor in Sheridan, Wyoming, and my late my new novel, Why Grandma Doesn't Know Me, is now available in paperback and ebook formats from Amazon and Smashwords, I am planning to get on Bookshare and I will work on getting it on Bard, but that could take a miracle from above. I don't know. Anyway, this book was inspired by a quote by Irma Bombeck. Your grandmother pretends not to know who you are on Halloween. Well, (laughs) having having worked for 15 years with Nursing home resident suffering from Alzheimer's I have discovered that grandma may actually not know you any time of the year and so that is how I came up with the idea of a grandmother with Alzheimer's who lives in a nursing home and on Halloween after not recognizing her granddaughter for quite some time she suddenly knows who she is and she tells her this secret this family secret and the girl, in shock, reveals to her parents that she knows the secret. And so the book, in the course of the book, the family is dealing with this. and there's a series of events uh, that happen as the family is dealing with this knowledge that the secret that the cat is out of the bag, so to speak. And I don't want to give you any more because I don't want to give you any more spoilers. So uh, you can go to my website abbyjohnsontaylor.com Johnson Taylor.com A B B I E J O H N S O N T A Y L O R dot com. The page containing information about my book will come right up. It's now my home page. And so you'll find all the ordering links. You'll find a short synopsis. Uh, and of course, the um a synopsis and an excerpt as well. So that oh. and the cover, and the cover is since Mary Tuck or Sally talked about her cover. My cover is a picture of an elderly woman in a red sweater sitting next to a window.
0: Is it a photo? Okay.
1: Or- yeah, it's a photo. Fo- Le- it's a photo that Leonore found somewhere. I can't remember exactly where she found it. And, or, and I think they had to purchase it, the rights to it, but it was only like 10 uh-huh. bucks. So that wasn't any big deal, but yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh did Leonor and David find these interesting. I mean, my photo for the red dress was one they found on splash.com and of course those are free. But, you know, they they definitely have a knack for finding really good cover images. So, so um well first of all, Abby, congratulations again. Thank you.
0: And um secondly, that um when you talked about your website that uh, prompted one little trivia question for me. I know that everybody who publishes with them that you get a website because I've seen all your, your website, you know, that, that they're, so, but this is a separate website
1: from the one that- Yes, yeah, I, I. yes, I created, well, I didn't create it, but um, I, for years, I've, I've had a website, my own website for years and for years, I have somebody else managing it for me. I would send her the content she put it up for me and I decided when Word, when mystic access came out with this course on how to create your website on wordpress I thought well I want to learn how to do this myself and so I did and really? a friend of mine who hosts websites uh she has a, a web hosting business she is hosting me on her server uh you know I pay her so much per year for her hosting fee and uh and then she hosts me and and we just she just transferred everything over to WordPress from my uh, from GoDaddy, which is where I was before. And so now, you know, I create my own pages, I edit my own pages and posts, I update, you know, all my themes and my plugins and everything. I do all that myself now.
3: I stand on all of you.
1: <laughs> oh, well, it's really not the, it's not it's not as hard as it might sound. Uh, WordPress makes it pretty easy as far as, um, as 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 far as editing pages as long as you can use the classic editor and on a wordpress you know a page site like what i have i have unlimited access to that classic editor now on my mm-hmm. wordpress.com blog it's a different story i can't create anything in there but i can add stuff in there so i have to create something in their new block editor and then edit it in the classic editor but it still works pretty well so
0: so um you, I know you have some vision, but I don't know how much. Like, are you using your vision to do
1: part? No, that, I, most, I mostly use speech and Braille. I okay. use my vision. I can see some stuff on the screen, but I use my vision when we getting around. I can see objects and things and uh, objects and, and people. I can't always recognize faces, but I can read print if it's large enough. But on the computer, I use speech and Braille. Okay.
0: Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. I, you know, it's kind of ironic that, you know, I've made a fair good portion of my living in my work life with technology. And I am kind of a Luddite. I mean, I don't have a website. I don't have a Facebook page. I
3: don't have. just, Just say you like your privacy, you know,
0: well, yeah, you, you, what it, I what it is is I'm lazy. I just, you know, but Deborah, you're doing so well with all without all that stuff.
3: Yeah,
0: um, you know, I I am. I'm, I'm I am. I'm happy with where I am. But but there's a part of me that wishes that I, you know, I I'm on the brink of wanting to do a website every now and then because I think then I would have a place to you know, push things out to tell people in the way that that all of you are doing. I I don't... Well,
1: Deborah, I would highly recommend that you purchase, you can purchase that course on WordPress from Mystic Access. It's about a hundred bucks, but it's worth every penny. And it comes with audio tutorials and there's a, a mailing list and a website with resources. So I definitely suggest you check that out.
0: Yeah, good to know. They do really good work. They do. They do. do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we will get to uh, some critiquing in a moment, but um, one of the things that, that I keep thinking about is this, uh, you know, what you write and how you write. And um, I guess, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before. So this is kind of selfish. I'm, I'm hoping everybody that will say something that will help get me more organized because I'm terribly disorganized. And, um, uh, so, and, you know, Abby and Sally, I haven't known you as long, but I know Mary is one of the most organized people on the planet. So um, <laughs> I suspect you, the other two are as well. So, um, I wonder, like how do you how do you uh, sort of inspire yourself to write each day? That's my how question. And then my what question, well, it's sort of a how too is do, do you have a system for filing what you write and you know storing? Because I know some people, Can say, oh, well, you know, I I wrote this back in, you know, 1912, and I'll go pull it up and show it to you. (laughs) Which the only way I find old pieces I've written, I swear I'm not making this up, I Google myself when I want to find out things. You know, I think, oh, I remember I wrote a piece when I met Christopher Reeve. So I just Google it and find it because I don't have it on my computer. So, anyway, so if any, if, if, if if you could share like what you do to inspire yourself to keep writing when you kind of sort of don't feel like it and any secrets you have for organizing your writing. And Mary, since I kind of targeted you, maybe you should go first.
2: <laughs> well, I'll be glad to, because I, I, um, there is something that I do that I'm very conscious of. And that is that I write, a friend every night. Um, She has a very serious illness. She doesn't have long to live. Mm. And um, I asked her if she still wants me to write because we were writing to each other every night. But she's so sick that she doesn't feel like writing to me. And I said, do you still want me to write to you? And she said, yes, because it's the only normal thing in my life. So Mm. I write to her, and while I'm writing to her, and I'm telling her about my day and stuff, I get ideas for a post for my blog. And um, very often, uh, I will, I'll tell her about an event, and then I'll think, "Oh, well, I think I've just written my next uh, blog post," and then I post <laughs> <it> the next. <laughs> so, So uh, that's one, that's one way of, of making myself right. I, I don't really, if I'm not inspired, otherwise I have a really hard time. And, and what about
0: organizational methods? What's your secret?
2: Well, I keep everything in folders. I now have a folder called our special and, um, I have a folder called Works in Progress and Um everything that I write for the Transition Network I I put in that folder. So yeah. that's not any earth shaking yeah. um news, but I and I actually enjoy that. <laughs> I, you know, I I let it get out of hand over the summer. I don't know why, but um, a couple of days, I've just sort of spent a couple, several hours um, going through all my emails and and I and I weed out emails I don't need anymore, and I weed out stuff that I've started to write and then I I didn't write it. Or maybe I only wrote a paragraph and decided, eh, I don't want to write that. And um, so I, I, I clean house a lot. Too
0: that's, that's I probably, mean, clean, you know what I mean? Yeah, clean that's house stuff. A really good tip right there. That is probably yeah. the one thing that I don't do. If I'm safe and I, 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 I'm very bad at file naming, which is another thing that. I was thinking about, I want to talk about, but Sally, you, you go next. Talk about how you. Okay. Um,
3: It's funny, Mary, that you write to a seriously ill friend because I do the same thing. Um, I have a close friend um, who actually lives now in Salisbury, England. She's Welsh and she had three different types of cancer and earlier this year she was diagnosed with dementia. Um, so I write to her because she said, You're the only normal thing in my life
2: and yeah. I thought, Oh my god, that's, that's just, Yeah. yeah I, wow.
3: and I, you know, and I and I can write back to her and said, you know, you're assuming I'm normal but um she said, You're the mm-hmm. one person I know who doesn't patronize me. Um yeah. she wrote me she wrote me an email the other day that said, "I'm really scared. I don't know what's happening to me." And you know, a lot of people would just kind of email back, like, "You know, don't worry. You know, we'll get through this or whatever." But I said, "You know, I think it's so damned unfair." And you know, I I acknowledge her. I hear her. Yes. And yeah. And um, every she loves to read. She can still read. But during lockdown, she wasn't able to get to a library. You know, the libraries were closed, and she doesn't have a lot of money. So I wanted to send her books from Amazon UK, but I didn't want her to think that, you know, I was just kind of, oh, dear, Sharn, it's S-I-A-N, it's pronounced Sharn, you know, doesn't have any money or anything. So I had my cat. Pick out books for her. She she loves animals, you know. I said, you know, Tamsin gets on the computer and she goes through Amazon.co.uk uk and she found these books for you.
2: Um, I, you know,
3: <laughs> and you know, it's it's really become funny. Um, you know, she gets a lot of emails from Tamsin and writes back to her.
2: Yeah, but
3: that but that's one thing I do um, to get that's inspired. Um, I find. Inspiration just kind of sneaks up on me when I'm like doing laundry or um, emptying the dishwasher. I usually have an idea or a phrase. And then when I sit down at the computer to write, um, what I what I want to write just comes out. Um, it may not be particularly what I thought it was going to be. But that phrase is usually um, inherent in it. Um, I, um, when my mother died, a few months later, I was getting, um, this sounds awful, I was getting a crown impression taken at the dentist. You know, I can't sit and read magazines, and I didn't like what he had on music. So I had a phrase going around that brought my mother a dog and that was the first poem i wrote in many 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 years um it's now called solace it's in the it's in the book but um you know i'll I'll come up with stuff like that and because my husband um when he was really declining with post polio syndrome i mean this was a guy who was a brilliant trial attorney he was funny Um, He hitchhiked across country when he was in college on crutches stuffed full of marijuana. Um, He really pushed the envelope. Yeah, he really did. He pushed the envelope on everything. And the last couple years, he was just strapped into a power wheelchair and couldn't sit up. He was slowly suffocating and cognitively impaired. And it was, you know, it got pretty lonely. So I would just sit with him and I I'd, I'd write in my mind, and just told the poem wow. till I could get to the computer mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how how am I organized um, yeah. I just I have things in my document file. I used to do okay. a lot of writing academic writing um and also disability related writing. that stuff is like thirty years old twenty five years right. old. I'm right. like Deborah. I'd have to Google it because, you know, I don't have any of that anymore. But um, the stuff that I written in the last, say, five or six years, I just have in my document file. And um, okay. you know, that's all. So, Sally, I've not known you so
0: long. Um, I've been impressed with your writing since the minute Thank that you. I know you, which has been a few years now. But this is the most I ever heard you talk about your husband. Oh, yeah. I mean because when you first joined us you had I think fairly recently lost him. And Yeah. Thinking I have you ever written I mean about him? It sounds like
3: Yeah, I have. Okay. Um there are some poems in the book that are about him. Uh, I when I started to collect things for the book, I had some poems that you know, I just wrote because I had to vent. Um, one mm-hmm. of them was called Aliens Have Abducted My Husband, and it ended with I wish they would come uh-huh. back and take me too because I didn't want to be in this mess. That's not in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't yeah. want to trash him. Um, he didn't want mm-hmm. to be in the position he was in. He hated it, and it took me... A while to remember the man I married and how funny he was um, but I, uh, I, I I have a couple things that um, I, I, can rem- I can recite one of them if you, if you want it um, it's called loss um, yeah, go ahead. a week before yeah. my husband died I lost my wedding ring it slipped unnoticed from my hand and rolled away onto a coffee shop's parking lot Um, amid apples in the produce section, or in wet grass at dusk. I searched for it to no avail, hoping it would magically appear under our kitchen table, beneath socks in the laundry basket, or in the dryer's lint filter. A week after I lost my wedding ring, my husband died when a brainstem aneurysm flooded his brain at breakfast. As I held his hand in intensive care, and signed organ donation forms, I knew my husband, like the ring, was gone forever. Oh wow! I wrote that three yeah. days after you, he died.
0: You um, actually—that um, was one of the first poems you shared here, and it was.
3: Yeah, that that was in Magnets um, and Ladders too. That,
0: that made me. Feel- I thought that sounded familiar. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that, uh, that, I, it's, it's, it's brilliant. I, I really. Thank you.
3: You know, I'm really a pretty private person, but all this stuff comes out and it, I think it was just a way to process everything. Yeah. I think,
0: you know, that's the complicated thing. I heard a really, and Abby, it's, and we got to get to you, but I, I was thinking about this even before coming into the meeting. I heard a, an interview with Joy Harjo uh, this afternoon who has been named U.S. Poet Laureate for the third time. And she's so wonderful. And she was talking about, you know, difficult things in her life that's in her poetry. And I, I thought, you know, gosh, I think, you know, that it's kind of ironic that so many of us who have difficult stuff in our lives, you know, that we don't really want to share it, but the way, if we're artists, the way we find best to share it is through writing and, and poetry and, and, yeah. you know, it's just, and and I, I mean, I've said for years, that's the thing that keeps me back from writing a memoir is not wanting to let people know that I, my life wasn't so Rosie, but,
3: <laughs> but well, also, I, you know, I've, I've heard her interviewed too. She's, she's wonderful. Uh, yeah. But as I, as I said to somebody a couple weeks ago, I said, nobody wants to read a a poem that begins, you know, I'm the happiest person in the world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but, frankly, you know, you're either delusional or, um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to know you. You're lying. Yeah. Um, you know, I really think that writing, um, we transform our experiences into something that goes from the personal to the universal, and we hope it makes a connection with someone.
0: Yes, yes, thank you. Okay, Abby, we need to get to you because when I saw this poem that you are going to read, I thought we can have a two-hour conversation just about that. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, okay.
1: Okay, well, should I tell you about um, the answer your questions first and then read the yes, poem? Yes, please. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. So, um, so. What inspires me to write? Well, one of the things that helps is writing prompts. And I recently started taking this online class on writing your memories. And some of you may remember that last week I sent to this list uh, a story about the the button, that blasted button on the back of my dress that I could not for the life of me fasten. And I still can't reach back behind me even today. To fasten a button, I've just never been able to do that. I don't know why, but that's just that's all there is to it. But but that came out of an assignment. We were told to write about something that happened uh, between our you know before we were ten years old, or before or you know between birth and age ten. And so that is what came to mind. And actually, it was something that I had written several years ago, and I just kind of revamped. So. But uh, that's one thing that that helps me. Uh, There's also um, Writing Works Wonders is a weekly program that's through ACV Community Calls, and it's broadcast on ACV Radio. But they give weekly prompts on their website, and it's writingworkswonders.com. And they even encourage people to read what they've written for the prompt uh, for the following week. So, and the prompt for this week i think is about or this next friday is about what's your animal thinking and i think it's in 75 words but you can go to the website and, and and find that information if you're interested so that's what inspires me mostly is is prompts and of course um i read other people's blogs frequently like mary's blog for example and and then i can get ideas from my own blog posts and then a couple of bloggers have what are called blog hops and there are a couple of them that I follow. And one of them is called Open Book, where the person, the facilitator asks a question each week and you answer it on your blog. And this week's question is, what's on your TBR list? And so today I wrote a post about the uh, like three of the books, one of the books that I'm reading currently, The Four Winds. And I mentioned the other uh, two of the books that are on my list to be read after I finish this one. And that'll go live on Tuesday. And then the other blog hop is is called, uh, it's Six Sentence Story Thursday Link Up. And that one, actually, it can really spark your creative juice because the trick is there is you have to write a story, poem, or essay in no more and no less than six sentences using a prompt word at least once. Now, this past week's word was fountain. Tomorrow, we'll get another prompt, and then I'll know what that week week's word is. And you use that word at least once in a six sentence story formal essay and you post it on your blog. And so those I find those help helpful as far as, you know, getting me writing, oh. you know, whether it be a blog post or an essay or what have you. So now as far as staying organized is concerned, I'm like, Mary, I there's a folder for everything and everything in its folder. I have a folder for blog posts. I have a folder for everything related to behind our eyes. I have a folder for everything related to my other various critique groups, each in its own separate folder. That way I can find things. But even though I have everything in this folder, sometimes I can't remember where I put it. So yeah, I several years ago, I downloaded a utility from Harchin Consultancy called Everything. And this is a utility. You just bring it up with a keystroke and it works with JAWS. It does work with NVDA which is what I'm using now, but I was using jobs before, but it's just a simple keystroke to bring it up. And then you type in the name of the file. If you remember the name of the file or what you think the name of the file might be. And most of the time it will find it. Now, some, there is a way you can also type in.
0: Just interject there, Abby. I I didn't get it from them, but I've had it for years and I love that utility and you don't need the, you can use any word like, if you want to find, you know that you must have used the word squash in, or or try this, like I'm writing an article right now about Josh Mealy because he was just named a MacArthur fellow. And so I couldn't remember what I would named my notes file from the interview. So I, in everything, I just put Josh. So it brought it come up, up, it brought up Uh-oh. all my music by Josh Brobin, all my music. Oh yeah. By- uh, by Josh, what's his name, the country singer, and my notes on Josh Mealy. So, yeah, it's you don't need the whole file, you just any random word that's in the file Oh, name. really?
1: Because it was my understanding that you have to put in, so if you want to search for a particular word, you know, in a file with a word in it, you have to use a specific, you know, code from what I understood, no. But you just no. type in the word? Okay, I'll have to try that then. Yeah. Huh. Well, anyway, but, but that's how I, you know, that's how I stay organized. So um well, I right. I have a question for you.
2: I have a question yeah, for sure. you.
1: What you're doing a review
2: or um um the four winds. Are you gonna be talking? Is it a review or what? Well I just I'm reading, reading it. Oh
1: okay. I'm reading I'm reading it now. Don't you dare tell me how it ends. But answer me this, Mary. Oh, does it get better? Does it does it get better though? Does it is the ending positive? I'm not gonna Can you tell me that? I'm not gonna
2: I am not going
1: to tell you that. I'm not. Well, because mean.
2: it'll spoil
0: it
1: for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to spoil her. Okay. Okay. Never mind then. Never mind. Okay. But anyway, no. I, what I was saying is, I no, I'm reading the book right now. And I will review it on my blog when I finish reading it. But in this blog okay. post that I was writing for Tuesday, we had to write about what's on our TBR list. And... I thought, well, I'll just mention what I'm currently reading, as well as what's on my TBR list, and I've got like twelve uh, okay. books on my reminders app on my phone. But I didn't want to go into all of them, so I just mentioned a couple of them besides the one I'm reading now. So, okay, okay, all right. So, so here's the poem. An right. apple.
0: Uh, so, Abby,
1: huh? maybe
0: you should summarize the the button piece
1: that oh you okay yeah maybe well or i could or i could even uh you know since i'm on since uh sally and i are the only ones reading well it's getting close to seven o'clock it wouldn't be time but okay it's the okay. button piece we got, then, we got then,
0: started late we can go over if, if okay
1: if, well the button well i can tell you real quick but i could i could read it because i've got it on this sd card I just have to pull it up and read if that would be easier but the bed, the you know in a uh in yeah, a because detail, the, the, button, the two are kind of related right well they are kind of related okay yeah. well let me tell you what i'll read this apple poem and then i can pull up the other one and read and read that cuz they're not that long okay an apple from my sick. let me try that again an apple from my sadistic fifth grade teacher try saying that five times fast an apple from my sadistic fifth grade teacher. At a school for the blind in the early 1970s, she thought I should try different foods. Why only me and not other kids? I don't know. After dismissing others for gym class, she wouldn't let me leave until I finished the apple. I hated gym class, but as I sat at my desk, taking little bites of bitter apple, and she sat hers, watching me, I longed to be in that locker room, struggling with the snaps on my gym suit, while others laughed and taunted. Bit by bit, the apple disappeared. With nothing to wash it down, I asked if I could get a drink of water. Was told no. After the last bite, triumphant, I marched to her desk, my stomach revolting. The regurgitated apple landed on the teacher's blouse. The end.
3: Oh, that's disgusting! <laughs> you, know, you know, Abby, when I when I first read that, you know, I laughed and then I thought, this is a horrible way to teach a, to treat a child. Right. Uh, you that's, know, that, it was sadistic. It was abusive. Yeah. When
0: yes, I said uh, that that Abby's poem could launch a two hour discussion easily that was why because what it made me think of was i did not go to a school for the blind i i went to public schools but from other friends over the years and other writings i have heard so many terrible and these schools for the blind sound like oh yeah i've heard too. torture chambers i mean um And you know my my friend Dan Simpson, who maybe some of you know as a poet, he's a brilliant poet. And um, his book, he reads his uh, one small book of poetry on Bard called "School for the Blind," and there are a couple of poems in there um, that are about his experiences as a as a kid. It just and and Beverly Olson, who was you know. Um, wait, she didn't write under Beverly Olson. She wrote under Beverly Butler, but her first book, which makes, I still get mad when I think that was in the libraries when I was a kid in school. And why didn't one of my teachers say, well, being a blind writer is a great thing to do. Here's somebody who's already done it and been awarded, you know, but anyway, but they didn't, I didn't know about her book until I was an adult in publishing, but she, her first book that, that got a lot of um, attention I think it was a, a library award winner um, was about her experience at a school for the blind. I mean it just seems like these were kind of terrible places right?
1: Yeah well yeah, you so. know not all of not all of them were bad though. Um, my late husband bill went to the Colorado Colorado School for the Blind, and he didn't have any any negative experiences. Uh so you know not all of them not all of them are bad. Um I don't think uh you know but uh anyway. Well I have my other piece here, the button. Do you want me to read that? Sure. Yeah, okay. It's about the same
0: teacher, right?
1: It's about the same teacher, yes. Okay. Okay. And I can't remember if this happened before or after the Apple incident. But anyway, here's the button. Abby, your top button on the back of your dress. Is undone, said my fifth grade teacher at the Arizona State School for the Deaf and Blind in Tucson, a woman I'll call Mrs. Jones. It was the early 1970s when girls still wore dresses to school. But on the days I had P.E. class, mother let me wear pants and shirts I could easily take off and put on since we had to change into gym suits. Today, I was wearing a dress because I was supposed to have a piano lesson instead of PE class. But the piano teacher was sick and the physical education teacher ordered us into our gym suits as usual. In the locker room, I found someone to help me with the buttons on the back of my dress, since they were hard to reach. But now, here I was, with school ending and a button having been missed. I can't do it myself, I told Mrs. Jones. It's hard for me to reach back there. Could you please button it for me? I knew what the answer would be. No, I won't. And yes, you can. You're not leaving until you do. For most of my elementary school education, I put up with this mentality from teachers and staff at the school. It was the 11th commandment, thou shalt not ask for help. If you were Catholic, which I wasn't, asking her for help was also the eighth deadly sin. If that wasn't bad enough, the previous summer, school officials informed my parents, that if they didn't teach me to make my bed, fix a sandwich, and perform a long list of other tasks by the start of the next school year, I would have to live in one of the dormitories where, supposedly, I would learn such skills. Fortunately, Mother somehow managed to teach me everything on that list over the summer. In the fall... When I was tested, I passed and could still live at home. But my parents, along with others, disgusted by the irony of sending their children to a school for the blind, yet having to teach them at home, started a movement to place their offspring in public schools. Now, with a sigh, I reached behind me for the small button and hole My arms grew tired before I could finish the job, and I had to put them down. All around me were the sounds that signaled the end of another school day. Students chattering in the hall, doors opening and closing. Gradually, the building grew quiet, and here I was, struggling with a missed button Because Mother worked late, I hung out with friends at the little girl's dormitory after school until she could pick me up. But today, I wouldn't be there because I'd be here trying to button a stupid button, and she wouldn't know where I was. Not to mention that my friends would be wondering what happened to me. All this made me panic and I struggled again and again to fasten the button, but to no avail. After sitting at her desk and watching me for a few minutes, Mrs. Jones rose and said, Stay here and button that button. I'm going to write a letter to your mother about this. When she left the room, I collapsed at my desk, letting my tears flow. Once I'd calmed down and looked around the empty classroom, I rose, picked up my books, and crept to the open doorway. I looked left and right. Nobody was coming. I heard someone typing down the hall and and assumed it was Mrs. Jones writing that letter. I sneaked in the opposite direction toward the main entrance. I encountered no one. Once outside, I hurried to the dormitory and found someone to deal with the offending button. When Mrs. Jones arrived about half an hour later, I was watching TV with the other girls and had almost forgotten about the incident. What are you doing here? She asked angrily. I panicked and reached for the button and remembered. It was already fastened. Look, I did it. You said I couldn't leave until I buttoned the button, and I buttoned it. I just finished writing a letter to your mother, said Mrs. Jones. Now I'm going to write some more. She turned and flounced out of the room. (laughs) The next day, Mother confronted Mrs. Jones in the hall outside our classroom. As we sat at our desks, we heard them yelling. What are they blabbering about? One of the boys asked. I said nothing, little knowing that an errant button would be my ticket out of that school, which would change my life for the better. The end. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh.
0: Did you leave the school then? What?
1: Did you actually leave the school after that? Well, yes. My parents were successful at getting me out of that public school and into a, out of that state school into a public school. <laughs> out into, into a public school. Yeah. Yes, Thank they Thank God. Yes, absolutely.
0: So did you learn how to do the button?
1: I have never, I can, I can button buttons. I just can't reach back there behind me. It's hard. You know, my arms get tired and, you know, it, it's just hard for me to, to to button or fasten anything in the back. It's just always been hard for me to do that. <laughs> behind me, I can't reach behind me. I think it's I the think, way my arms are built or something.
0: I think when you it's, run it's, out it's, of it's, ideas, not, you, sh- you should maybe compile a... Um...
1: Uh, a book of pieces about
0: blind school experiences, it sounds.
1: Well, I'm not the only one who had, you know, know, Bruce Atchison, I don't know if anybody's familiar with you. He's, he, uh, he has written, he lives in Canada and he went to the Jericho Hill school for the blind in Canada. And he, he wrote a whole book of, about his uh, experiences there. Some of them were pretty horrific. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: as I as I said, some others have done that as well. So Sally, I'm sorry to make you wait so long, but and I'm sorry That's that okay. I didn't see what you had sent me, but I look forward to hearing you read it for us.
3: Okay. Um I have to explain the title first because people might not understand it. It's called Needs Must, and it's a an English term that the closest I can come up to American English is suck it up and get on with it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so okay. it's called Neat Must. Massive paws lumbering along familiar English garden paths. My aunt's gentle mastiffs are perplexed to find roses replaced by rhubarb. Where lavender, I'm sorry, where lavender, sorry, where Larkspur and lavender flourished. Courgettes and carrots now await harvesting. Near the dark, gnarled yew trees, from which the ancient house takes its name, rows of potatoes and peas are nurtured by sun and soil in the English—I'm sorry—in the Victory Garden that will feed the home front. Abundance. Abundance will provide food until hit, until when Hitler defeated English roses bloom again Wow um, that's about my auntie Mabel my mother's <laughs> older sister i never I never knew her, but she bred and raised mastiffs, and my mother. You know, every time I did something that was a little kind of acerbically funny, she said, Mm -hmm. oh, you remind me so much of Mabel. Um, So maybe I channeled her throughout my life. But, um, you know, I I read a lot of novels about World War II, and I think they're very popular right now because people our age are the last generation that have a living connection to that time, Um, um, either through, you know, either through our (laughs) mothers or aunts or, you know, grandparents. Um, Right. You know, it, it, it really gave me a sense of, you know, times are tough, but there are other ways to do things. And, um, Anytime I can put a large dog, dog into a poem it helps. So um, Oh sure. That, yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Would you would you
2: use needs must in a sentence?
3: Um although it was hard to get by on one pair of shoes in a ration book. Per year, the war, nece- the war necessitated needs must. Um, yeah. Other phrases that are similar to it are like make do and mend. Um, right. You know, it was
0: Elizabeth Berg says in a book that she wrote about World War II. There was apparently a popular. Let me think. Make it's got three or four parts. Make do. Use it up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I mean, she didn't invent it. She she learned that it was often said during World Uh War. Um, All
2: I can remember is, well, there's a war on, you know. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is,
3: this is, it's like. When my brother and I didn't want to eat anything at, you know, at the dinner table. My mother would say, if you'd lived through the war, you'd be thankful of that. So we just yeah. kind of roll our right. eyes and, you right. know, yeah. take what right. we didn't want and feed it to the dog <laughs> under the table.
0: Um, yeah. no, these these are more like, you know, maxims for how you should conduct yourself about things during the war when there were shortages. And make do and use it up for mm-hmm. them. But there's like two more, They're like, yes. well, you, you know, like, but I can't think what the other. Must. Anyway but but needs must is probably Well I I I
2: I I like the whole um the whole picture that I see with this poem it's just it's just yeah. delightful
3: Thanks
0: And you you do that well, a lot in your poetry, Sally, is you—you you paint, you paint pictures. Yeah,
3: mm, you know, someone well. someone else mentioned that to me, and I—I I went back. I don't. I didn't do it intentionally, and I went back and right. reread things, and I thought, yeah, this is like a snapshot in time. Right. Um,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. That's
0: very nice. Thank Vick- you. Vick- so um hey i think um we started a little late so we didn't actually run over it's
1: about an hour okay worked out just fine
0: yeah so um yeah thank you all
1: for being here i'm this. this well uh, thank you deborah and mary before i for mary before i forget mary uh, the accessible world uh Fiction or novel ideas group going to be talking about the four winds next Friday. If you want, I can forward you Alan's um, announcement with the Zoom link. If you think you might, might want to come and join the discussion,
2: um, actually, I'm actually going to be in a in a discussion on Wednesday about it in my local oh. book club. So, oh, um, oh, yeah, okay, so I think that'll be, okay, that'll, that'll be enough.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, well my just, regional talking I, book group is going to be talking about it next month too. It's it's a popular book, I guess.
2: <laughs> I really am interested in your um in your prompts and I, and you, you kind of went over that quickly. So I'll send you an email oh. and ask you to send me where you're getting them and stuff cuz I actually Friday was that um, Writing Works Wonders and I yeah really wanted to listen to it, but I couldn't. I had a I had to do something else. But well, I went, I couldn't I couldn't go I, Friday either. I I I wrote <coughs> a prompt. I wrote the prompt. But okay. I I couldn't get finished with it in time for to read it to you tonight because it was seventy or seventy five words. Seventy
1: five words huge. I think, yeah. Hard.
2: It's really I hard. Know.
1: Well, I think so. she's thinking of beginning writers who are kind of feeling overwhelmed. And so she's trying to make them short so that those people don't feel like they have to write a lot. But yeah, it really, uh, you know, it can be, it can I be harder. I agree. It's tricky. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Well, sorry, Deborah, I didn't oh, need to get things okay. off track. I well,
0: think. yeah, I was looking for the record button to stop it, but I told you all earlier about how I'm having... Uh-oh. I can't do the host thing, so let's... Just all, wait, wait, wait. Okay, can, so I wanted... You can talk in a moment. I'm just going to say, so this is the end of Writer's Retreat, and let's pause for a few so that Larry can... Oh, I'm sorry. That was a terrible ending. I, I really, I, I just am well, that's okay. We make it difficult for those guys to edit. Yeah. And um. Well, of now course, may want to
1: leave that in because we're promoting accessible world <laughs> event. Yeah. I don't know, but anyway. Okay. Well, thank you all. A uh, great discussion. We'll see y'all next month, if not sooner. Good night, everybody. Take care. Bye bye.
2: Bye. Goodbye, Deborah. Bye. (laughs) Talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Bye bye.